Hey, this is Russ Dizdar. We're ready for spiritual warfare. This is the uh, basic and advanced course. Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two hours long. Glad to be with you. And uh, listen, we have a crazy day. This is a crazy day right now because bombings in um, Boston. And uh, again, I'm going to tell you the violence, the bloodshed, and all the stuff that needs to be dealt with. I still believe there's even a backdrop. I mean, all of this in political terrorism, war, all of it has a um, major, major spiritual backdrop. On a big scale, Satan is at work. Revelation 12, there's this picture of Satan in the sense of um, seeking to deceive the whole world. I mean, bring the whole world under his control. And we know this. We know that's part of the entire uh, work. And that's that's spiritual warfare on a global scale. And it's here as never before. And we haven't seen anything yet. The broad um, development is going to be incredible. Once again, welcome. Rust is here. This is uh, Shatter University class. This is uh, Spiritual Warfare, the fourth week on a Monday night. And if you have the blue book, the workbook, at least have paper and pencil because you got to write down a lot of these scriptures as we discuss them tonight. Last week, we finished up on the um, five A's. We dealt with, uh, and I'm going to go over for probably 10 minutes as a review only, the last couple of weeks on the five A's. I just want to have these down because they're foundational. It doesn't make any difference. Let me let me give you a story. Today, I get an email of a, well, a, a note anyway, a message from a guy that's been listening to our stuff, he's in um, Italy, he's in Rome, he's in the, he's at the Vatican, he's checking things out. Maybe listening tonight, I don't know. But I, um, I, um, I the question was, uh, besides prayer, what can he do? So I gave him su- suggestions about what he could do tonight in looking for things and praying for things. And I even sent him a link to dark rituals, dark powers. And how can you indicate whether there's rituals going on and, and, and how to look for a victim? That was last Tuesday night's work in the occult satanic crimes, but how to look for a victim, because when you find a victim of satanic ritual abuse, and as you begin to help them and seek to help them, well, information comes out. So we have a guy And I think that's spiritual warfare. I mentioned Ezekiel 8, where God actually led the prophet to go deep down into the uh, caverns and uh, find out what was going on down in there. And he did. And um, it was all about finding out, I mean, just massively what was really going on uh, where nobody knew. And I think that's the big picture. I mean, there's no question that we would believe that there is a great dark order, satanic order, connected to the, the, but it's global. That's what we have to know, that as we look at Ephesians chapter 2, Satan is the uh, prince of the power of the air. He is the archon. He is the ruler of the power. That's the word exousia, the domain, the realm. And then air, Greek word eros, meaning the immediate dense atmosphere above your heads. So Satan is the ruler of that domain in the air, the atmosphere above our heads. The spirit that is now at work in those who are disobedient, the unsaved, those who have this sin nature and the code and all of that, he has access. So he's operative in the sense of his larger, you know, what is he doing in the world? What does he want to do in the world? Romans, I'm I'm sorry, Revelation 12 tells us, 
Revelation 12 is the biggest picture you can get on spiritual warfare. It's the big picture in the sense that it deals with the political, economic, militaristic, in a sense. It deals with the goal, the agenda. It's packed with spiritual warfare. The devil and his angels are going to fight Michael and his angels. The devil's going to know his time is short. And there he's listed as the dragon manifesting his presence in the world uh, in control as never before. But he's listed as the dragon seven times, called the ancient serpent. Diablo, Satanus. So when you read Revelation 12, you have God giving a massive, massive picture, kind of a um, nutshell picture of Satan, uh, the tempter, the destroyer, the adversary, the um, slanderer. And uh, that's what you have in Revelation chapter 12. So we can look in Revelation 12, and I'm going to tell you tonight, even before we get there or even think about it right now, is that um, an aspect of that victory tonight we're talking about in this fourth week and in the blue manual, if you have the blue spiritual warfare manual, um, go by the sections, the section that we're dealing with. The topic, the title is victory in spiritual warfare, victory in spiritual warfare. We just finished last week with the five A's, though I will give a recap. And then we're going to focus on this one page. I'll give you about an hour kind of teaching lecture, whatever I'll share for about an hour. Then I'm going to continue this in the second hour, and we'll open up to questions again like last week. Well, I am glad that just so many of you are coming into the chat room. Welcome once again, all of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, blessings and strength and might be given to you right now that we acknowledge His unceasing presence, like Paul says, the Lord stood by my side. It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that is um, that is what we need to remind ourselves of. And the blood of the Lamb, as mentioned in Revelation 12, that we overcome the dragon by uh, the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Not by weapons, not by guns, not by anything else, but this is truly uh, the weaponry. Jesus his name, what he's done at the cross. We've laid some of this already out. And that's why we're saying, though this might seem basic to some of you, it is the foundations. You cannot have advanced, or you know, ad, you know, call it advanced spiritual warfare if you don't have the basics. If you don't know the ground level of you being freed from the sin nature and empowered with the new nature, if uh, you don't know that you've been taken out of the domain, the ownership of Satan, and placed into the kingdom of the Son. That's in Colossians 1. So when we know these things, and that's why it's important to have them down well and have your authority done, I can guarantee you that if you get into a deliverance and you have demons manifest, they'll challenge you. They're going to look for what you don't know or what you don't, you know, you're not assured of, and that's what the armor of God is. You know, knowing the truth and speaking it, knowing the righteousness of Christ and living it, um, knowing the peace of the gospel and the readiness that comes from it, knowing fully and completely your salvation, lifting up that shield of faith and using the word of God and using prayer and the power of the Spirit. So it is absolutely vital that you know these basics. The basics are the power. The basics are the foundation. Uh, that's how you're on the field, uh, you know, dealing with things. 
That's how you deal with it daily. Now, quickly, Boston, bombings. We got, we got to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for explicit uncovering of what and who's really behind it. We pray even more so for the victims and your help and for thousands and thousands of Christians in Boston to step out in prayer, step out in help, and in every single way show the love of God, the redemptive work of Christ. That's very important for us to pray for them today. As we pray for one another, are you prayed up tonight, prayed up for this group? Listen, as you get in, and I told everyone this in the beginning, you might join into this training course and find that you have a number of obstacles, well, the devil, demonic side, in warfare, trying to keep you from it. That can happen. In the section, in the blue book, the manual that we're using under the title, Victory in Spiritual Warfare, look at the verse, comes from Matthew chapter 16. Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not withstand or prevail against it. That The picture of him initiating and building his church in the context of the gates, the strongest point, the, the front line of uh, the full force of hell's you know, uh, entrenchment. The picture is that as, as Christ dies, rises from the grave, as prophesied, conquering sin, Satan, death, hell, all the things, and then um, initiating by us being born again, baptized into the body of Christ, given authority, unleashing us in mission, giving us the clothing of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what he means. I will build my church. The idea of unleashing it. We're looked at as the aggressors. That's what the church is. We are to be the aggressors unleashed into the world in ministry. That's vital for us to understand. And that's the picture. And if you look at the book of Acts, 30-year history, you're going to see the body of Christ is launched. Ground The ground and foundation is victory in spiritual warfare. Saved, delivered from Satan, empowered, given protection, given authority, and um, given the power of the Holy Spirit, and unleashed, unleashed to the world. And so the world was um uh the world was just shocked. I mean just shocked. And and and, and at one point said, "Hey, um the ones that uh, they fear uh, or the ones that are turn- they were fearing, the ones that were turning the world upside down are coming." And that was the picture of the powerful uh Christ feel filled but fierce. They were almost unstoppable. Why? Well, because they heard the word, they devoured the word, they obeyed the word of God. And just like Jesus said, if you do that, just like he said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Mark's Gospel 1620, lock this in. The disciples went out everywhere. They're launched. It's us. We're launched. Evangelizing, sharing the gospel, unleashing Christ, the most incredible message in human history, the most powerful thing that could be spoken today, still. And they were unleashing it. Here's what it says. The Lord worked with them. The Lord worked with them. So that's vital. The Lord worked with them, and he confirmed his word by the um, 
he confirmed his word by the signs that followed. And all through the book of Acts, you find signs, you find giftings, you find workings. And uh, some of them are various, some of them are, cons- some are consistent. But man, that's the power of God. That's the work of God. That's the living Christ with you. So what I want to say to all those students that are in the chat room, in the classroom, listening by, well, the hundreds sometimes, and by the thousands later on, this is, this is important. Whether you're listening live tonight or later in the archives, the living Christ is with you, by your side, inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of gl- glory, is what it says in the book of Colossians. And you have authority, and you're, you, hopefully you've put on the armor of God, and you're growing, like Acts 9.22, more and more powerful. So tonight, in the blue book, hope you got it ready, got your pencil, got your pen, got your coffee, have been prayed up. Hey, are you praying for me? I need you to be praying for, for us here, too. A lot of things. We're packed busy-wise, but um, in everything that we're doing, there is spiritual battle. So victory in spiritual warfare is going to start in about five minutes off that page in the blue book or have a pencil and paper and write it down. And uh, this, and listen, I, w- I want to say this very clearly. If you're someone that does not really have any funds, you're a single mom at home, you're, you're in a house, you're a senior on Social Security, and you want the actual study guide, because other than that, the whole course is free but you want the actual blue study guide, write to me email-wise to tell me who you are, give me an address and why. I will send you one and take care of paying it ourselves, okay? If you want one. I just think it's good to have a study guide because mine in front of me is marked left and right. I go over it again, scriptures, everything, what God's showing me. I'm Everything's being marked down. And um, and a lot of it's being marked down just for the sake of doing the teaching, too, the, the training. Five minutes, and we'll be into the entire uh, focus for tonight. Victory. Hallelujah for victory in spiritual warfare. Uh, I think Psalm 91 is a backdrop to that, right? Uh, backdrop to all of that. But I want to touch on the five A's as minder. So in the classroom chat room, I'm going to ask who can put up the quickest the five A's of spiritual warfare. They are the biblical Holy Spirit-given principles that are supposed to be ingrained in us, operative in us, okay? Just put up any of them before I even say them uh, because they're all linked to Scripture. They're all linked to an experiential side of our development. And they are the um, they are part of the victory. They are part of, I mean, the five A's are the foundation. Of all your victory on a personal level, in your home, in your church, uh, if you're battling things in your city, well, thank you very much. Blessings. The first one put up by Russell is um, awareness. You keep putting the other ones up. Awareness deals with, uh, again, that 2 Corinthians 2.11. We're not unaware. Um, That's a good thing. And that means not willfully ignorant, not hiding, running. Awareness means uh, that we are completely knowledgeable and we understand the devil, his work, his origin, his method, his agenda. And God gives the greatest exposure of that. Second was alert. Thank you. That's the idea of spiritual vigilance. You're awake. You're alert. You're looking for the impending danger. 
Um, and it's a normal part. I was a, I was in a church service yesterday morning among thousand people worshiping, but I just went into the idea of awareness and alert. Lord, is there anything going on here that uh, needs to be prayed against? We ask you to destroy Satan's work, that kind of thing. So thank you. The third thing is authority. And that's, if you don't know this, and 90% of believers over the last three years in conferences don't know this. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sick that uh, we as spiritual leaders and pastors, and usually we don't teach what we don't know ourselves. Tells you something, doesn't it? So authority, I have given you. Jesus says, I have, it's in the perfect tense. From the moment of salvation to the right now, you know, right now here in our lives uh, with a sense of permanent, you know, being permanent. I have given you authority so that you, with a mission, can trample, crush the dark side, snakes and scorpions, the demonic realms, and overcome, have victory over, Nike over, victory over all the power of the enemy. So use your authority. Rebuke the enemy. Rebuke what's coming in. Rebuke those arrows being sent. Rebuke the powers of darkness. You have authority given to you. You just simply, Lord, I accept. I thank you for that authority. Next, thank you, Amy, is the armor of God. The armor of God. And we're commanded to put that on. We're supposed to be aware and growing in our awareness. We're supposed to be alert by the Spirit of God, be a, you know, uh, literally just vigilant spiritually. We're, we're supposed to know and have that authority, but we are to put on the armor of God. And we went over that heavily. Go over the archives. You can go over it again if you need to. And then we also, the fifth one is what? Do you remember? We didn't go over it very much, but I see you put it up already. Thank you. Action. And the concept behind action, well, I mean, that is, uh, if we don't put into practice the Word of God, what does James chapter 1 say? If we don't put into practice, then we're deceiving ourselves and we've forgotten everything. But the person or the individual believer that, you know, takes the word and puts it into practice, obeys it, they are blessed in what they're doing. They're going to be blessed. And you're going to bear fruit. John's Gospel, chapter 5. You put the word of God into practice, you're going to bear fruit. You're going to be blessed. First John chapter 2. You put the word of God into practice. You'll become strong and you'll overcome with victory. The Greek word Nike. The idea of decisive victory is given to us in faith, given to us in Christ. But as we obey, as we put into practice, the victory is applied. And we have victory from beginning to end if we will take hold of the Savior and all that He's given us. And that's vital. So under... Um, under that issue of victory, I, I had also mentioned in there that um, this little phrase that we faith by faith, first John, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter one, verse twelve, by faith we receive all the things you know from Him. That's how we receive. But when we obey, we step out in obedience. That's when we let God work through us. That's when we manifest that victory and power and, and presence and so forth. And uh, that's important. Putting into practice the Word of God and experiencing the power, the strength, and the victory and growing stronger, that's the norm. That's part of the experience of grace. That's the blessing. That's where joy increases. 
So I hope that's happening in your life. Wanted to give you that recap just real quick on those because that's foundational. And I'll be bringing that up constantly. Uh, awareness. I, I in, in some ways, I wish I could drive up to Boston right now. On the one hand, to help. Just say, here, I want to help. On the other hand, to, to just begin to pray, Lord, what what's behind this? What you know? What tactical? What 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 does the enemy doing here? And may God grant. I mean, just out of Boston, New England states alone, ten thousand believers to pray and to act, go into action. Now we're going to look at victory in spiritual warfare. That's the section we're at. Point number one. Point number one. It can be a battle. Now, I don't want to kid you. When I talk about victory and joy increasing and becoming stronger, that's all true. Absolutely true. And there's great joy in getting stronger. There's great joy in knowing more and putting into practice and becoming stronger and not being defeated so badly. But, but I'm going to tell you, it is a battle. That's what Ephesians 6, the Spirit of God says. Your struggle, your battle is not against flesh and blood, right? So that's part of uh, how vital it is to know that um, as a believer in a world in which Satan... See, the rest of the world doesn't know this. I'm listening all afternoon while I'm working on everything, working on the live show, working on everything else, everything that's happening in Boston. Not one commentator would bring up a spiritual principle. Nothing. There's nothing about that. Globalism, you know, in the UN and around the world, you're not going to see... The world, in the sense where there are individuals that, that do not have the Spirit of God, they don't know the living Christ, they're not going to know this. And a lot of people are clueless, and, and, they, and they're getting beat up in life. They're getting visited in their bedrooms. They're opening doors because people are you know, offering them things, and um, uh, they're, they're being deceived. And that's why, because of Scripture, because of what the Spirit of God says, unprecedented deception... That includes experiences, visitations, um, counterfeit signs, wonders, miracles, doctrines, everything. Um, that leads um, to, I mean, it's, it's the broadest deception ever. Not bigger than Christ. Not bigger than the authority and the life and the victory he gives us. But point number one, it can be a battle. So I want you to know, I know what it is to feel the battle too. I've been out on the field 38 years. We've been into some, somebody wrote me the other day, worried about me and all the things that we do and all the places that we go. And we're, we're going to be on so many reap trips all over the place by God's grace into Canada. Without question, Europe and Russia, we're going to be all over here in the summertime too. We just came from Chicago. Was there spiritual warfare there? Yes. Did people come in that had warfare going on? Yes. What do we mean? They're defeated. They've got those arrows, those non, uh, those involuntary thoughts and feelings from the enemy that's sent to them, lies that try to bring them down and bring oppression and depression and hold their joy. You know, just really, I mean, that's the enemy's work to incapacitate you, to keep you from bearing fruit, to steal the word of God, to bring temptation. This is what we should know, not to, to give us the heads up. Having a heads up is part of the victory. Very, uh, it's, very, it's very sad when you don't know what's hitting you, when you don't know what's wrong. Remember, do you remember the story of Job? 
Was he in a battle for his life, for his family, for his goods? And throughout the battle, you got to remember that when Job was written, Job only had a little bit of knowledge about God. And with that little bit of knowledge, he loved God and wanted to serve God and stand for God. He wanted to, um, to embrace God and shun evil. But he didn't. But Satan came to bring it all down, and he didn't know. But he was in the battle, but he didn't know. So knowing you, knowing you, going to Scripture, going way beyond what I give you, is vital. It can be a battle. And let me say this, and you can put it in, in the um, you can put it in the chat room, classroom, if you want. How many have been through battle? How many? Listen. How, let me ask this question. We'll see what comes up in the chat room. How many are going through battle right now where you feel the enemy sending arrows, sending people, um, engaging with experiences? Right, okay, I see that. And I'm going to ask tonight, Lord Jesus, I ask you to reveal the real battles, give discernment, uh, grant victories, and, and, and Lord, I ask you to step in and battle on behalf of the believers. Psalm 91 Lord, you're the, the Lord is a warrior, and you stand in to battle. And 1 John 5 tells us that, that the Lord Jesus will protect us from the evil one. So I pray that right now, God. And I, we just acknowledge Christ Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. And I pray for everyone listening, everyone in the chat room, and everyone listening by archives. Unleash victories. Lord, move. Just as Mark's Gospel 1620 says, the Lord worked with them. Lord, work with. Bring blessing. Bring deliverance. Bring help. Psalm writer cries out, I sought the Lord and He answered me, and He delivered me from all my fears. So God, we command in the name of Jesus, demonic, demonic spirits and uh, assignments and lies be uh, exposed. Get out and release those listening right now in Jesus' name. Now you do that. You resist the devil that he might flee from you, okay? That's part of the victory. And all that God has given you in Christ and all the equipment brings you into deeper, broader victory, but you've got to act. That's vital in the battle. And listen, the quicker you act and the stronger you act along the way is important. Remember what I've said so far? I'll say this again many times throughout this course. If the devil's hitting you up, if the demonic realm is coming, if warfare is coming, you hit back all the harder. You unleash warfare, praise, stand, submit to God, resist the devil. He'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. A moment of, I mean, for some of you, it's coming. He'll flee from you. But point number one, Ephesians 6, it's a battle. Job went through a battle. Peter and the disciples, remember? Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Obviously, they didn't even know what hit them at first. They were very inexperienced. And if you're not experienced and you've gone through battles and you've you know lost some ground, the good news is Jesus is here to strengthen you back up, to launch you back out and make you stronger and stronger. And you will get stronger and stronger and stronger. God has designed in salvation, not just positional victory, but experiential 
That's the good news. Greater victories. Now, point number two on the page under victory in spiritual warfare is this. Believers can be defeated and beaten at times. Did you know that? I mean, Job went through stuff. In the Old Testament, there's a scripture that says Satan rose up against Israel and he enticed David to sin. David sinned. He fell, messed up, opened the door for judgment and trouble. Believers can be defeated. Now, there might be some listening right now. You know that you have in the past been defeated and beaten. Um, you know, you, maybe right now you have a defeat and you feel beaten. I want you to know that that's been the experience of all believers, all the way back to Peter and the disciples. Let me remind you that when Satan asked to sift them, he came in, he scattered them. He brought them a real sense of fear, scattering, agitation. They were running. And um, that's, that's part of what um, warfare can bring. Now, Paul, mark this down, 1 Thessalonians 2.18. 1 Thessalonians 2.18. When Paul says that he wanted to do ministry, he wanted to come and do ministry. But he says these words, but Satan stopped us. You realize that? I've seen that over my history, where I felt like Satan's come in and stopped us, or really, you know, harmed things, where we were plotting to go here, or plotting to go there. We had plotted uh, two years ago to be in Victoria, British Columbia. Now we looks like we're having tickets nailed down and we're going. Um, but I think we were at some time, I mean, it's sometimes the Lord, you got to know the difference between the Lord stepping in and guiding, leading and moving you in the book of Acts, the, the evangelism teams with Paul wanted to go into Bithynia, Mysa, and his, it says the spirit of God stopped them. The spirit of Jesus would not allow them. And so you've got to know when it's the spirit of God calling you to stop and go in a different direction. Or when it's Satan just trying to stop you. Now, Paul explains that. Now, later they went, but there's times Satan uses people, he uses events to stop you from evangelizing, to stop you from being, you know, in prayer meetings and do stuff. That's part of what he does. And that's part of the battle. So believers can be at times. You'll meet believers at times. What do you do? You don't have, we don't have to beat up the beaten. We don't have to defeat the defeated. No, we have to come in to help the wounded and speak the words of truth. And not cover up when we've messed up, but talk about repentance. Talk about renouncing. Talk about learning a lesson. Talk about getting back up and, and stepping out there again and knowing that, that Jesus will be with you to make you better than before. That's true of uh, Roman or John 15 again. When, when we've been chosen in Christ to bear fruit, the Father will prune us. That is, He's going to work in us by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God to cleanse us up, to sharpen us up. And even warfare can make, and going through warfare can, if you understand that any warfare that comes, as you use all that Christ gives in, for victory, you become stronger, broader, wiser, Quicker, I'm going to say even faster at knowing what's going on. That's important for us. 
But there's times we can all be defeated. Times we can all that we need to get back up. And um, and the, the Lord will restore. I, I love the Psalms where you read again and again, the Lord restores you. The Lord brings restitution. The Lord renews. Uh, the Lord uh, brings uh, healing back into you. Uh, the Lord uh, speaks to you and gives you witness. You know what? Have you ever just sat back and said, Lord, how did I lose in this? Really? So, again, uh, the vital thing is this. Awareness, being alert, your authority, the armor, action in Christ, moving forward, at times defeated, learn from it, get up, shake off the dust, <laughs> look up to the Lord. He is more than ready and um, willing and ready to move you to the next step. Didn't Peter get back up? Didn't Peter return? Didn't he become stronger? Didn't he, didn't he get clothed with the power of the Holy Spirit? Didn't he later on write in 1 Peter 5 and warn the rest of us about the very battle? You know, to be, to be what? To be sober-minded or sober and alert. Why? Because your enemy, Christians, you've got an enemy that wants to devour, that wants to lie, and you've got to resist him standing firm in the faith. That's how you do it. That's the Word of God. That's how it is. Until, until he comes and gets us and we're glorified and Satan's bound and eventually thrown into the lake of fire, then, um, then we're going to have some battle. But we have all the equipment we need. Do you agree with this statement? Just put it in the chat room. It seems, though, most believers are not aware, are not alert, don't know their authority, don't have the armor of God on, and therefore can't be in the action. Do you agree? And I, I, I pray, I pray, and I'm, I am blessed and privileged that you're here with me tonight because I believe this. Many of you that not only gain victory and know things and get stronger, you're going to help others. That's all I know. Everything God has given me, I, I want to disseminate. I can only give you what I got, but I want you to know you give what you got, okay? And you give what you got, everything. I mean, if there's a thousand things that we can get from the Lord along the way, and we got maybe, maybe I've got 200, and I want to give all of it, but I want to, get, I want to grow myself. Please understand, I want to grow too, broader, stronger, etc. So, that's um, the issues. Go over those principles again and again. Hey, and the good news is, you, if you want to, go back to the archives on, on the site that we have off of the Shatter site on spiritual warfare. I'm giving you, like tonight, immediately you can go to Blog Talk and get the, it's not really good quality of sound. Or to, by tomorrow afternoon, you'll have these audios up for tonight. And um, I'm, I'm going to say clearly, in Christ by God's work of justification, the power of that dynamic sanctification, we are given all the things necessary for victory that flow, it all flows from Christ. All designed. God didn't thrust us out into this battle and say, oops, wow, I didn't realize you're going to need some things. You're going to need some help. <laughs> okay? God is way ahead. Way ahead of the enemy. Don't you agree? Now, let me ask you something. Do you still hear me tonight? Because what I'm looking at right here, 
There we go. That's what it says, too. So I'm going to call back and see what's going on here. We're going to come back on here in a second. Um, and the Lord rebuke you, Satan, for just working in any way to take us away from or to steal from this time tonight. Um, looks like we have dropped off. Um, I'm going to write in the thing here. And truly, blog talk's got to get better than this. I mean, there's no reason for this whatsoever. Truly, there's no reason for this. Um, just letting you know, because the archives tomorrow, I'm going to continue with this. If I ever get dropped off from blog talk live, you can get the archives from our own recordings the next day. So, yeah, that's good. You know, pray against the enemy's work in this area, because it looks like um, we're off right now, whether it's blog talk or whoever. Uh, trying to keep us kicked off. We will try it again here in just a second. But I want to continue on the victory issues. Um, uh, two things about um, victory. Number three, point three is victory is intended. We're intended to have victory. And I want you to, um, I want you to know that's true concerning all of Romans chapter 8. And I want you to study the whole, but towards the end of Romans 8 is simply that we are... Um, well, let me read this to you. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not even spare His own Son, but offered Him up for us all. How will He not also with Him everything? Who could bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more, has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Look at that. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction, anguish, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or sword, danger? Now, I, I really hope you'll go through all of those because those are part of the, um, I think, declarations of victory. Massive declarations of victory. So I'm, I've tried to get back on live. For, when you listen to this later, we've tried six, seven times to get back on, and it's not working. I just want you to know that um, before we... Um, um, I'm just going to mark something in here. So if you're listening to the archives right now, there's times on this live stuff. Blog Talk does this constantly, and I hope that um, we will, uh, we're trying to get back, um, back on. There's no reason we should be off other than, uh, well, we'll just say it this way. The Lord rebuke anything. May God stretch out His hand against anybody. Do you remember what I just said about, um, you know, Paul saying he intended to do ministry, but Satan stepped in, he stopped. He stopped something. You know, he stopped some ministry. So that's possible tonight, especially on this subject matter. I have no question about that. So um, I cannot um, write in there. I just want to go over the finalize, finalize this lecture and, and uh, teaching. So point number three on the notes is uh, it's intended. You are intended to have total, absolute spiritual victory in Christ. Mark down 2 Peter chapter 
1, verses 1 through 3. And we read about His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Right? It's fully provided. Point four, fully provided. I mean, even the idea of the armor of God. Armor. Um, authority. His personal protection. His telling us to um, you know, watch and pray. Everything is provided. That's the important thing for us to know. So as I'm looking right now, and we've tried, um, for anybody who's going to come back uh, later, um, I'm just going to write in here. <laughs> um, and, and it can be that. It can be that. And so does that stop us from doing it again or finishing the lecture tonight or going to the archives later? Not at all. So it could be just... Um, um, I am just writing a note. Taking a look right here at uh, point three, intended, the victory is, from victory to victory even. And I think, again, Psalms gives us a good picture. As you read the psalm writer going through, seeking the Lord, looking for... Um, you know, God to uh, intervene, to speak, to guide, to deliver. That's That happens quite often. But again, we're living in this day that we are launched. We should be spiritually huge. We should be spiritually uh, confident. We should be as the ones sent by God. Not that there won't be battle. There's going to be battle. Not that there won't be um, uh, struggle. There's going to be some struggle. But the more we know... Christ, His presence, power, authority, word, the more we're able to do things more consistently, uh, protected, uh, the way we pray, everything about uh, what we do. So we will, um, we will continue with this, this um, one-hour lecture. And uh, for those listening to the archives, we're just letting you know the live uh, broadcast has been cut off and we've tried to it's just blog talk. I mean, utterly cut off and no sound. No, just we can't. They will not respond by reconnecting us. Uh, so that's uh, that's one of the issues. And the Lord rebuke that. The Lord rebuke anybody behind that. The Lord engage. If it is somebody, the Lord engage um, individuals. Um, and I'm putting in. Um, that uh, folks can ask questions in the second hour. I want to go over in this uh, victories that we're talking about right now. Point number four is victory is fully provided, and I want to mark. I want you to mark down First John chapter two, in verse fourteen again, where it says, um, "I write to you, young believers, young men, young believers, because you are strong." See the word strong. I mean, that's he's writing to let the. I mean, he's saying, I think it's observable to see believers who are strong. And you've overcome the evil one. And then it says this. Because the word of God lives in you. The word, Greek word is minnow. The word of God is alive because they've believed it and put it into practice. The more you do that, the more blessed, the stronger, the closer to Christ, the more enabled. 
and the more um, the more victory you experience in this um, this battle. And so whether you're going through battle right now or whether you will in the future, I mean, I don't know what battles I have coming in the future, but I don't fear the issue. I mean, I would say 20 years ago, there's some battles we went through that I thought, man, this cannot continue. And the idea that I kind of worried about the next things. But what I found out and learned, he never leaves us, never forsakes us, always there to pick us back up, always there to teach us something new and uh, teach us how to stand all the strong, you know, broader and stronger, make us wise and experienced in ministry and in warfare so that we can express that victory. And so there's no thought of that now. Whatever comes by the enemy, God already knows. Um, God can give us a heads up. God can bring a crushing blow to the work of the enemy, no matter what the enemy's doing. So you keep your praise up. You keep your rebuking the enemy up. You keep in ministry. You stand in the Word. You listen to the Holy Spirit, and you keep growing. And that's going to be part of that's vital for all of us. Now, I have down point five, that um, the victory issues that we've been given in Christ are, um, well, I want to read part of the Romans part again uh, for you. And this is in verse 35. Not only does verse 34 tell us in Romans 8 that it's Christ who is at the right hand of God, intercedes, there's an actual active working Christ Jesus is at work unleashing and interceding and working with and helping and with us in all believers worldwide because of course he's omniscient omnipresent and uh, to the T cares about everything we're going through well I look at verse uh, 35 in Romans 8 and here again is the spirit of God questioning who can separate us from the love of Christ? Well, the answer is going to be nobody. This is the idea here. Can affliction, the things you're going through? No. Can anguish, troubles? No. Can persecution? No. Can famine? No. Can nakedness? No. Danger? No. The sword? Nothing. Here's what it goes on to say. As it is written, because of you... Um, we are being, because of Christ, um, because of being our relationship to Him, we are putting to being. This is from the Psalms too. We are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Now you can go back way back to the Old Testament, take a look at that, and and you just find that uh, Psalm forty four is a big picture of that also. Uh, this uh, idea that at times where you know. Because the enemy works through people to bring affliction, anguish, persecution, you know, all those kind of things. The sword, danger, all these things. But verse 38, um, that we're being counted that way. It seems that way sometimes. But verse 37 is where the victory side comes in. Here's what the answer to the question is. Who can separate us? Here's what God's answer is. No. In all these things, we are more than victorious. We are more than conquerors. Uh, we're more than consistent individuals that can consistently triumph in Christ over things. So no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors, vict victors. Through Christ, through Him who loved us. And, and now, listen, we should be able to say this too. Paul, led by the Spirit of God, says it by experience. 
For I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present, things to come, hostile powers, height or depth or any other created thing, nothing in all creation can separate us. Nothing has the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that you go through, nothing that you go through, that is not answered by God's grace. I'm going to mark into tonight's uh, show um, that uh, that actually there there is more people in the classroom chat room, if you will, right now than there was in the beginning. I think that's fantastic, even though I'm not uh, live. You're listening to the archives if you're listening to this right now. And we pray for God's extra blessing. And we forgive. If anybody going to make claim that they did this, um, we, will, um, we will forgive them. And uh, <laughs> I just looked over to my line. My, uh, somebody's put 15 emails to me, but none of them were related to the show, it looks like, from one person. Uh, we'll see about getting to that later on. Um, so we're going to um, continue. We're going to ask, if, you know, see if we can continue the show. And it's showing us that we can't. And I don't know if the uh, blog talk is um, still, it tells me I'm on the air, but it doesn't look like that. Um, I don't know uh, why it's like that whatsoever, but um, we're going to try to continue. As a matter of fact, let me do this. I'm going to try something else here tonight, and maybe this will be maybe this will be a different thing that uh, nobody else would th- thought about concerning um, blog talk. Um, let me look at the number here again. Nope, I am um, just praying and, and taking a look at all this to see what's going on here. Uh, I'm going to call in and see if I can get logged in from a different different way. Hold on, give me a second here, and we're gonna we're gonna try to do this in a different way tonight. We're gonna see if they uh, allow this in a different way. Here's what we're gonna do to see if we can go live again. We're praying, Lord, bless this for all the sake of the folks. Um, we'll see if that does it. There we go. There we go. It looks like we are back into the queue. Hey, I want you to know something. Um, if I don't know if you can hear this tonight. I want to see if everybody can. Maybe you're listening tonight. And uh, we have, uh, by computer-wise anyway, been completely locked out, lo- whatever else. But we're back. Praise God. We're, uh, we're going to set this up as an immediate backdrop for whatever reason through the computer systems. I want those who are listening live right now to remember that um, I continued the lecture. So... Tonight, even when we take our break time, which is going to come in about 10 minutes, um, all of the lecture continues in the archives. I went over point number three. Victory in Christ is intended. Intended um, by everything he did at the cross and his personal presence right now. 1 Peter 1.3 I mentioned. Uh, point number four. Victory is fully provided, absolutely provided. 
and I've been mentioning Romans 8, Romans chapter 8. And Romans 8 is um, uh, just uh, an incredible chapter that deals with the warfare that even comes to us on a physical level. But again, it's talking about, um, you know, about God's uh, triumphant work and victory in our life. I, I go all the way down to verse 37. When the question is asked, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Well, verse 37, none, nothing, nobody, no. In all these things, in all the battles we go through, we are more than conquerors, more than victors through him who loved us. For I persuaded that not even death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, demons, uh, things present, things to come, hostile powers, um, height or depth, or any, anything in all creation has the ability to separate us from the love of God in Christ. So those last few verses in Romans is uh, what I'm also um, talking about. So let's go back over. Point number one, it can be a battle. And listen, we did this in the beginning. We already did that while we were alive. Point number one, it can be a battle. Point number two, believers can be defeated and beaten. Point number three, victory is intended. Point number four, victory is fully provided. Point number five, spiritual warfare is a necessity or an inevitability. I mean, we're all going to go through it. Listen, whether you want to be a stronger, you know, you're going to let yourself be weak or whatever else. The, the fact is, just because Christians have um, set aside their armor, just because some Christians have done that, it doesn't mean that, um, it does not mean at all that um, that Satan is going to stop his work. Nor is it going to stop Christ working and operating through many other believers. So we are in the section in the blue book. This one page it says victory in spiritual warfare. That page, okay. Some of you are going to have to go back now to the archives because we got about fifteen minutes. I continued the lecture there, but I can't redo it because we only have six minutes left. Okay. Very important. As we're saying to you that uh, the victory is um, is uh, embedded in the sovereignty of God, embedded in the living Christ operative in your life, embedded in the fact that his power, his word, his protection, his intervention, his restoration, his, him picking you up from beginning to end, Christ is the victor and he wills his victory to us and in us and through us. Just embrace Him, love Him, give praise. Praise is a constant uh, part of our victory. What grieves the Holy Spirit? Well, our sins and our complaining and our unbelief and our doubt. Who's the one that can't receive from God? Well, James 1, the doubter. So this is part of it. The armor of God takes care of that. Truth, righteousness, readiness, helmet of salvation. The um, the shield of faith that can extinguish. Do you want to get rid of all those things coming into your head, all those lies, all that opposition, all that pressure against you? Well, okay, lift up the shield of faith in Christ, in His Word. Confess those words, believe those words. That's the truth. There's the Word of God. That's what Jesus did in Matthew 4. And you and I are going to have to do also. And when we do that, let's do it with praise. Let's do it with knowing our authority and to say to the enemy, the Lord rebuke you. Get out in the name of Jesus. I renounce your lie. I renounce your attempt to divert me from the will of God. And if you feel like even tonight 
See, we didn't stop working at it. <laughs> Even though blog talk or whatever occurred, and I know I know right now somebody is going to write me, some, uh, one from the other side is going to say, oh, see how we got you off the air? Well, anytime that I go off the air blog talk-wise, please know that I'm still recording on the recordings we're doing, and those archives will be up if we ever miss any other way, and you can get those the next day. So we praise the Lord tonight that we're coming through, and we're experiencing probably a little bit of warfare. I mean, it's a little frustrating, uh, you know, because I want to give you the best, and and, uh, there's no doubt that there are those who are going to... um, there that are going to uh, maybe make claim but i'm going to say again in romans 8:38 for i'm persuaded i'm persuaded they're not not even death not death or life angels demons things present things to come things right now in your life or things to come any kind of dark hostile powers governmental physical whatever the heights the depths anything and listen look how the holy spirit puts this out anything in all of creation nothing will have the power to separate you from the love God has personally for you that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I think that's the constant thing of the enemy. That's the constant thing of the enemy is to bring things into your life to where you feel like God doesn't love you. And Romans 8, Romans 8, at those last couple of verses, 37, 38, 39, is a massive declaration Massive declaration. Jesus, God loves you. Nothing's going to break you away from His love. Nothing's going to tear you away from Him. There's, there's nothing, nothing in all of creation. Think about all creation. That can separate you. In, listen, Oh, Victory in Jesus. You know that hymn? You might want to sing it tonight. Look up the lyrics. Nothing wrong with singing the old hymns, man. And, oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior. Listen, that's an enormous song, and we need to give praise to God concerning it. Now, we're going to go away here in about two minutes for a break. That's all, just a break. So you're going to hear in just a few minutes here uh, some of the music that we have going on, and we're going to take a a five-minute break um, only so that we can um, switch the recording thing here and prepare for the second half. The second half, we're going to be on the same page, Victory in Spiritual Warfare, point six. I'm going to go over a number of ways in which the enemy comes to you. Um, and I might even add a couple of things. So have your pencil ready. Going to give you some scripture. Going to have you write it down. We will be back in about, um, let me say this, uh, five minutes or less. We're going to be back and to be here with you, okay? So very important. See you in a few moments. Don't go anywhere. Put up some prayers. 